Mahoney doesn't make it to Miami. Nobody remembers Paul Giamatti being president. And Wild Things is a little something for everybody. This week on 30-20-10. Welcome everyone to 30-20-10, the internet's pop culture time machine 30, 20, and 10 years ago into the past. We get to look at what uh, movies, music, TV, news, video games came out 30, 20, and 10 years ago. Of course, we are talking about the week of March 16th to the 22nd, 1988, 1998, 2008. Where were you? We'll tell you what we were doing. Hi, I'm one of your hosts, Chris Antista. I'm Dead Man Walking, Diana Goodman. We'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> I'll explain myself in a minute. Uh, yeah, two-man show. It's doing some changes. Uh, yeah, we've got some changes uh, coming to 302010. I have some new hosts. I have some new people, stuff, whatever. But we'll still keep looking back at the weirdness that is 1988. Indeed. And uh, this is an incredibly weird week filled with movies I wish I would have seen. Uh-huh. Um, and we will dig into it in just a second. Anyway, March 16th uh, through the 22nd, 1988. That is where we are, people. Set your watches. Uh, A little bit of news at the top. Uh, March 16th, the First Republic Bank of Texas fails, and it is the largest FDIC-insured bank failure. Through 88 and 89, we are going to get a whole... With the savings and loan scandal. We're going to get the Uh savings and loan scandal, which... I'm going to try to understand. Me too. That's been my thing. I tried to understand Iran-Contra. I tried to understand (laughs) what happened at Chernobyl. And I'm going to try to figure out what was going on with the savings and loan. I know there was a lot of weird stuff going on. And and that Bush, after he becomes president, there's stuff that he's probably helping his buddies out. And probably his son, Neil, who's the Fredo of the Bush family. There's all kinds of stuff, but there's a reason you don't see banks called savings and loans really anymore. Yeah. And it comes from stuff that happened 30 years ago. It makes It's a Wonderful Life confusing. I'll try to understand it and explain it to you. Me too. The listener. Thank you, Dime. Uh, but I can help explain some movies. Okay. Movies from 1988, March 16th to the 22nd. Uh, we first have DOA. Yeah. Which I didn't know was a remake. It is a remake. It is a remake of a film noir movie about I, a man who is poisoned and has to solve his own murder. Yeah. <laughs> I, I admit I have not seen this remake with Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan. Mm-hmm. I guess this is their second time starring together after no, Interspace? I think this is first. And no. This is, they said that didn't we do Interspace first? I looked it up. They said they they met or at least started dating on this oh. on this project. Um, maybe they didn't have a scene together. I can't rem- I can't even remember. Uh, but it's... Uh, yeah. It's it's well, it is Dennis Quaid and Daniel Stern's last uh, appearance together. Aww. Boom! Second breaking away reference, two episodes Cutters. in a row. Uh, but yeah, I love this trailer. Touchstone Pictures. Twenty-four hours ago, Dexter Cornell had a good job, an attractive wife, and a successful writing career. He also had an enemy. It's poison, Dex. There's nothing we can do. Now, 24 hours is all he has left. Trying to see me up and about. 24 hours to solve his own murder. Why did you murder me? Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Meg Ryan. I look so good. I've had a rough day. D-O-A. <laughs> what a great line. Why did you murder me? Why did you murder me? That should have been the name of the fucking film. Yeah, no, I've seen the original DOA, mm-hmm. and I really love it. Like, they really amp up great the tension uh, on this. My only problem, though, is it's filmed on location in San Francisco. And there's a couple times where you can see the street signs and you can make out the location. And there's a point where he's like, I can't find the bar that I was at. Where was this bar? And it's like, I clearly see you're standing in front of the ferry building. And that bar was at Embarcadero. You're literally two blocks away, dude. Oh, I hate it Dude, just start walking up the street. You're like right in front of it. You shot this on the same day. Man, but I Oh, it's so good though. I really like it. Yeah, I wish I would have seen I I would totally watch this. Mm-hmm. And as same goes for the next film that I'd never heard of before this Little Nikita uh starring Sidney Poitier and uh River Phoenix. Check out this premise. An unusual accident. An unsolved murder. An unforeseen discovery. I need a reading on Richard and Elizabeth Grant, Fountain Grove, California, son Jeffrey. Did these people die or what? The one link is an average American kid. Let's take a ride. Who's about to find out. Am I under arrest? His entire life is a lie. Your parents are Russian spies. KGB agents. Sleepers, they're called. Deep cover. No. Wow. Wow. So if you're a fan of the Americans... You should watch this movie. Oh, I have not seen The Americans. Oh, it's real good. Yeah? Yeah. But I know the premise. And like, Sleeper Russian Agents. It's a 
that's a pretty awesome idea for a movie. Uh, is this for kids or is it not? No, but like, I don't think so. Yeah, finding out your parents are Russian spies wanted by the government. Yeah. And maybe guilty of lots of murdered the Erdler. Oh, no. I did I did think it was interesting die for an old Hollywood take. This is directed by Richard Benjamin. Really? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, of, I love saying this, of Westworld. <laughs> yeah, fame. of Westworld. No, not that one. Of Westworld fame, the original one. Mm-hmm. And uh, a bunch of other stuff. Goodbye, Columbus. Mm-hmm. And uh, he directed one of my favorite movies, My Favorite Year. Yeah. Um, I absolutely love that movie. I actually didn't. I, yeah, I had no idea he directed films. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Little Nikita. Let's maybe make it a point to check it out. Uh, that's not the only stuff out. There's so much out okay. this week. Okay, here's the one that I wish I had checked out. Let me explain how I fucked up this week. I had on my big list of stuff that came out this week, <laughs> Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Beautiful movie. And I thought, oh crap, I've never watched that. I'm going to watch what? it so we can talk about it. Oh. So I watched it last night. And then as I was getting all my stuff together, I realized it came out in March 89. I typed something wrong. Oh, we can't talk about it for a year. We got a year till we can it. talk I about Baron Munchausen. And unfortunately, now I was out of time and I didn't have time to Battled. watch. Battled. Battled. I didn't have time to watch Stars and Bars, a movie I've never heard of and I really am going to watch now. It's available for rental. It's very hard to find, but it is Daniel Day-Lewis's only comedy. What? what? Yes. Oscar nominee? Oscar, Oscar loser? Oscar multi- three-time Oscar winner. Serious, serious motherfucker. Are you Daniel Day-Lewis is in a wacky comedy where he is an uptight British person who has to go to the Deep South where what? Harry Dean Stanton is in charge. What? And has to try to get this, like, lost Monet painting off of him. Holy shit. Before we even roll the clip, here's a cast list. <clears throat> Daniel Day-Lewis, Harry Dean Stanton, Joan Cusack, Spalding Gray... Laurie Metcalf, what? Keith motherfucking David. Keith David. Motherfucking Keith David. Motherfucking I'll see anything Keith with Keith David in David. it. David. Uh, so here is a wacky comedy scene in which Daniel Day-Lewis Holy shit. is in his hotel room in a towel <laughs> and a sport coat with Joan Cusack and then his fiance Laurie Metcalf, who's blonde in this and it's sort of weird, shows Jackie? up and then they and, and then there's wacky confusion. Yes. This is Henderson Doors Suite. Yes, it is. Who are you? Oh, I'm his fiance, Melissa Wax. He invited me down for the weekend. Oh my God. Henderson, someone to see you. Who the hell are you? What do you want? Save it. I've never seen this woman before in my life. What? <laughs> I know this looks bad, but it's not what it seems. I can explain it. Stop hitting me! Get indoors. You're in trouble. Big trouble. And when I get through talking to Daddy! Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> so... We were we were talking about that on another podcast. So like, do we know what Daniel Day Lewis really sounds like? Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, that's it's it's it. this. Yeah. What the fuck? How it's, how long did he train for this film? <laughs> I, what, yeah, I know. What did he? I spent three do? years having affairs with numerous women. Yeah, uh, there's also a scene where he gets bitched out by Stephen Wright. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're telling me there's a movie where Stephen Wright raises his voice? No. Okay. No, he just complains at him a bunch. Um, so there's only a couple clips online. It is available for rent. Looks like through YouTube. Um, but I did find the review from the New York Times. Uh, Vincent Camby of the New York Times said uh, there's a short, th- virtually throwaway sequence that is. Uh, in physical comedy that is further confirmation that Daniel Day-Lewis, my beautiful laundrette, is well on his way to becoming an actor who is really who can really do anything. Holy shit. He I never n- did comedy. I had again. no idea. Oh my god. I love this show. I know. This is such a great fight. I've, I've never heard of this. I didn't know. I thought I'd pretty much seen every Daniel Day-Lewis movie because yeah, there aren't a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah. I love how we get to switch gears here. Because like, this, I like it when I I, you know, I've never seen this movie, but mm-hmm. I like it when a really cool... I see a really cool trailer for something. Right. And this is the trailer for the Milagro Beanfield War. Mm-hmm. And it's just one shot of what looks like two older men arguing. And you just hear clips, audio clips from the movie and the actors in the film. But it's just one slow shot for the duration of the entire trailer. Exactly what is the problem? Relax, amigo. Nobody told me. That doesn't mean nobody told nobody. I don't think there's a problem. Maybe somebody told somebody. How do you know? My cleaning lady told me. I don't think your boy knows what he's in for. What? This is the greatest thing that has ever happened. 
I don't. Yes, I, and I never, huh. I've never seen this movie directed by Robert Redford, mm-hmm. uh, starring what looks looks like they they shot it in Mexico. Uh, a man trying to fight off uh, people after his bean farm. Yeah, uh, it's uh, Ruben Ruben Blades. Ruben, Ruben Blades. Yeah. No, the the lead actor. Oh yes. Who I always really like. And who I who feel... do I know him from? Oh gosh, I don't. I can't even. Once upon a time in Mexico, Predator Two. Yep. Um, but yes, yes. Uh, this was kind of a big bomb, I think. And Walken, you definitely heard some Christopher you heard, Walken you, in there. You heard Christopher Walken in there, absolutely. Uh, as well as Melanie Griffith pops up, and once again Daniel Stern, two movies this week. Damn. Yeah, add a boy, Marv. Uh, but, uh, but this sadly, the movie most of you probably did see this week because it was number one at the box office. Uh, a Curse timeless you. classic. With, Curse you, people! With a massive fan base. Tam. Hello, dork. They're the hottest force on the serpent sand, and they'll do whatever it takes, Stop. no matter how much it hurts. Stop. Help! Police Academy Five. Leave the swimming area now, Mister. It's the best in fun and guns under the sun. What? Lies. <laughs> Yeah, my a mission. What is it? Mission to Miami. Assignment mission Miami. Miami assignment Miami says. Beach. Police Academy Five. I don't. I think this is our first thirty twenty ten trilogy because I think they're so. annual Police Academy movies. And this is what's knocking good Viet. <coughs> this is oh, what's no. knocking Good Morning Vietnam. Oh no! Out of that, sitting there for almost you know better part of three months, two months. Oh two, no! Two and change, and finally people are like, I'm sick of watching this good comedy. <laughs> Let's watch and something shit. I've talked about that before. We do research for the movies behind this. I know I saw this because I was kind of the target audience for it. Yeah. But this movie has no fans. There is no <laughs> online presence for this film. No one gives a fuck about... There are seven movies in a TV show in the Police <laughs> Police Academy series. No one gives a fuck. Why should they? It's I, disposable. It's so bizarre. It's just so bizarre. They were just this ubiquitous thing I just thought would be around forever because they they were for about 15 years of my life. And uh, this being the first film that, like, a bunch of people just said, yeah, I'm not doing that. Mm. Uh, Steve Gutenberg, for some reason, said, four is enough, not doing another one. Bobcat Goldthwait, I am not doing another one of these. But everybody else did, and this is, I think they made two more after this. Right. Uh, Basing on on the star power of G.W. Bailey? It's astonishing how they want to sell this. Like, Michael Winslow was the top build. I love G.W. Bailey, all right? He's... Really good at what he does. Oh, I, 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 the as, bad guy, Hightower. What's his name in this movie? I don't know. The chief, or the chief the commissioner, whatever the. F- you would remember this movie because they wrote "Dork" in suntan lotion on his chest, right. and that was their that was their commercial trailer pitch. This is the funniest moment we have. <laughs> God damn it! Police Academy Five unseating Robin Williams and Barry Levinson uh, from the top of the box office charts this week. Maybe there's a little more optimism. Uh, in the TV of 2000, or TV in the TV of 1998, uh, March 16th to the 22nd, 88, uh, 88, my bad. Uh, because yes, Uncle Jesse returns from his log oh, cabin retreat. <laughs> if you listened last week, Uncle Jesse, uh, in these these seven the seven month itch part one, uh, is tired of not having sex in a house full of little girls and uh, Joey Gladstone. And leaves the full house house. Doesn't just leave, runs away. He wanders the earth like uh, like Kung Fu. <laughs> Into a Tahoe cabin. They eventually lure him back in the series. Was the, was the, pretty much the same ever, after, forever after that. Uh, but yeah, the two part, it's one of the only two part full house episodes that isn't a fucking Disneyland commercial. Uh, for me, on March 20th, uh, 1988, I got to hear a word on television for the very first time. Roger Moore. Octopussy next. <laughs> what an odd way to say pussy. I had not, I've kind of freaked out when I heard the title of this film. I wasn't aware <laughs> that it even came out. I didn't know anything about James Bond. And then all of a sudden people were talking, just saying the word pussy in school. And it's on CBS. And like, holy shit, can you just do that? They have to say it if you name your movie that? Oh, my movie's called Fuck Puppet. You have to say that, CBS. Uh, how, did, how did they get away with calling the movie Octopussy? There's actual octopuses in it? <laughs> so so it's a, it, there's a direct reference to an octopus's pussy. That was no, hard to say. Just, just the octopus. I actually don't itself. know what it means. I've never seen that movie. Some Someone's name. It's someone's name? Kinda. Does she have eight pussies? No. <laughs> actually, we're never told. <laughs> <laughs> uh, leaving it for a mystery. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and somewhat famous, I, I've heard a lot of people talk about this ALF episode that aired on March 21st. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the ALF episode, I'm Your Puppet. I'm Your Puppet. It is the episode where ALF gets our ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> uh, may- ah, the meta-ness! Hi, Lynn! Pay no attention to the furry guy with his hand up my back! <laughs> You're not supposed to- 
to move your lips. What lips? <laughs> oh, Alf. Oh, Alf. Uh, but you, you remember this because it's one of those episodes that kind of freaks you out. I think Brett had that with like the big cockroach episode. <laughs> but basically the dummy kind of starts coming to life and doing things without elf and there is nothing more terrifying than a sentient ventriloquist dummy it's uh, but yeah that's that's the only way i don't want to go uh but that aired many people remembered it um on march 21st the america the academy of country music awards hosted by reba mcintyre and hank williams uh airs and guess what i'd never heard of this trio one album of the year an album that was put together by dolly parton linda ronstadt and emmylou harris whoa and there's two albums with the three of them on yeah the, the lady country version of the traveling wheelberries damn yeah did not know that and uh I we're sad to to that. we are sad to report um sad to report a bunch of a bunch of finales mm-hmm. dennis the menace the uh the animated series we talked up briefly because yeah. the late great phil hartman is the voice of pretty much everybody who's not dennis uh, that ends and what's happening now that's right people wow. comes to a close it made it to 88 yeah that's yeah. amazing I mean it started as what's happening and they went through a couple different uh, I mean people came and left mm-hmm. and all that but like little Janet Jackson yeah as little Penny she's just a little kid <laughs> she's just a little kid Janet Jackson but you can still like oh yeah she's gonna grow up to be Janet Jackson yeah it, it, looking at this period even shows you don't remember are it's almost rare for a show to get canceled one season even like really low rated shows get two seasons in a much smaller world such as uh, Heartbeat which debuts on March 22nd Uh, Aaron Spelling medical drama about the uh, women who work at the Women's Medical Arts Clinic Uh, debuts on ABC starring uh, Laura Johnson Gail Strickland and Kate Mulgrew Uh, yes uh, it lasted for two seasons I believe but it also is the end of Frank's Place yeah I remember watching the show I remember my dad really liked this show what was it it was a show about uh, a guy and his bar Mm -hmm. and sort of the it was like a one I want to say it was a one-hour dramedy, mm-hmm. but it might have been a half-hour dramedy. But I remember it was shot on film, not as like a usual sitcom, and um, just just sort of interesting comings and goings, and and good actors. And I remember watching an episode that my dad loved. He's like, "Oh, when it came out on reruns, he's like, you got to watch this. This is a great episode where uh, there's like a bunch of drinking buddies, and one of their friends dies, mm-hmm. and they decide to take him out on like one last." big night just as corpse yeah what yeah they're gonna go on <laughs> yeah but they're not really weekend at burning it yeah, they're not like they're pretending. Irish funeraling it yeah they're not pretending he's alive they just want to take him out for a night and I, like he gets misplaced at some point or people start talking to him they don't realize he's dead and yeah it's just it was an interesting he ends show. up going home with the hottest girl at the bar yep <laughs> and uh yeah, it's one of those shows it's like this is a show for grown-ups and so it dies that is too bad uh speaking <sighs> of real grown-ups uh like w- one of Six Inherit the Wind movies. <laughs> uh, Inherit the Wind TV movie starring Kirk Douglas and Jason Robards also premieres this nice. week. Uh, oh, yeah, and then Darren McGavin. Look, he's in there. Yay. Um, yes, but games for 1988, uh, this period, and fucking none. And you're not going to have any until, uh, until maybe next week. I have one morsel of video game news. I don't know what was happening early in the year 1988, but there's not a lot of game news, and I've been trying my damnedest to find it. Uh, but we do have music, baby. Uh, Ooh, yeah. Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley is number one, I would yeah. say, from that Sid and Marty Croft Red Eye Express bump. <laughs> it is number one on the charts. Uh, we also have new releases, Green Thoughts by The Smithereens and Surfer Rosa by The Pixies, uh, which includes Where Is My Mind. Hell yeah. And we will close out with that immortal jam, and we will see you in just a second in 1998. trying our best to get jiggy with it every single day and it I, will, I will happily get jiggy with it totally. because that means Sween Dion's been knocked out oh Number that one. quick yeah oh I thought she would dominate just like the I know. film I know Get Jiggy With It by uh, Will Smith um, is number one knocking knocking down Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On mm-hmm. uh, love this jam uh, the return of the Willennium this is an off Willennium uh, but yes that's the music that's bringing us into the 1998 segment
Britain. We are talking about the period of March 16th through the 22nd, and uh, also new releases in the field of music. Big Calm by Mortsheba? Am I saying that right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Neopolis by Simple Minds. Sea Murder's debut, Life or Death. Guess which one he chose? He's a, he's the he's the murderer, right? <laughs> His name is Sea Murder. Yeah. He went to jail. I, I think yeah. we did a laser time on like famous people who have actually murdered somebody and I think wasn't the story that like there was a fight in a dog pile and he just like shoved his arm with a gun inside of like a pile and just pulled the trigger I think that's it and he might still be in jail love you see murder <laughs> uh, Van Halen 3 though is this the only one with uh, Gary Sharon on yep. vocals uh, and Virtual uh, Virtual 9 by uh, Iron, Iron Maiden <laughs> Iron Maiden. That is a look at the music of 1998, uh, March 16th to the 22nd. Uh, let's jump right into the goddamn movies. And as of, as always, Titanic is number one in 1998. Still. Still. But we also have a uh, little cool movie news. The Razzies. The mm. Razzies. Uh, the Razzies, the Postman beat out Anaconda? Really? It beat out... Hmm. For worst picture, the postman beat Anaconda, Batman and Robin, Fire Down Below, and Speed 2. You know what? Yeah, that makes sense. The and postman... I'll tell you, Fire Down Below doesn't deserve to be there. Which one? Is that Steven That's Seagal? That's the Steven Seagal one. Is that the one where he's in Alaska? No. That's on Deadly Ground. Right. How do you know this? I don't know. I think I want to go on a quest to find the best and worst Steven Seagal film. Oh, How geez. do you distinguish them? Oh, jeez. I might do it. There's Pat- so many. Patreon.com slash laser time. He puts out like eight directed DVD now. Exactly. Where mostly just sitting. What if I eliminate everyone from the Czech Republic? Will you join me oh, then? Oh, gosh. And no. trying to discover no, this. No, no, no. Uh, but movies. Well, I kind of think that's fair. The Postman is terrible. The Postman is the actual one of the worst movies I've ever fucking seen. Yes, it is terrible. Uh, but this movie, it's a, it's the second movie of someone who has yet to make their big breakthrough. Uh, from the trailer, I wanted to see if the audience can guess who directed this film because you wouldn't by the tone of the trailer. It's called Wide Awake. Remember grade school when you had your best teacher, met your best friend. What do you think about her? She's okay. Hold off your greatest pranks. Faced your first bully. I can't. Why? Felt your first loss and found your first love. He's hot. I think I'm having a biological reaction. Remember what it's like to experience life for the first time. Rosie O'Donnell, Dennis Leary, and Dana Delaney. That's not funny. Is that funny? Wide awake. Wide awake. Oh, my God. There wasn't even like a septa bus in there to, to give me a clue. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing we. this movie was brought up after the movie The Sixth Sense came out mm-hmm. because everybody wondered where did this M. Night Shyamalan guy come from and it turned out he had made this sweet little movie called Wide Awake and Rosie O'Donnell was like yeah the studio fucking killed this movie I'm glad huh. this guy made another movie that he's famous so people can maybe discover Wide Awake because he was like genuinely upset with how it was treated and how nobody ended up seeing it but yeah it's, you say it's his second film? yeah M. Night Shyamalan's second film just a little coming of age comedy set in a Catholic boarding school yeah and I saw a patron saint of Laser Time, Robert Loja, in there. <laughs> I totally missed him. Why doesn't he get called out? I, um, I think he dies early on, and it becomes part of the thing. This is and this is a really fun week for movies. Yeah, it is all over the oh place. Oh my god! This is one of the most bizarre films I've ever seen in my entire life because it you couldn't separate it from what it was actually trying to talk about. Primary colors. Yeah. Primary Colors starring John Travolta, Emma Thompson, and Kathy Bates. From Mike Nichols, director of The Birdcage, comes the story of a man. I'm going to do something really outrageous. I'm going to tell the truth. Who said yes to destiny. I'm going to win this thing. But couldn't say no. Apple fitter? Honey, please, popcorn. To anything else. Governor Jack Stanton seduced me. So this is not Bill wow. Clinton, but it is John Travolta doing a Bill Clinton impression with a Bill Clinton wig, mm-hmm. uh, playing a uh, Southern governor running for president. Yeah. And Emma Thompson, look, she just is Hillary Clinton. Like, I don't, I never understand. I had a hard time wrapping my head around this as a, as a, as a boy. Just like, yeah. this isn't Bill Clinton. Like, no, no, no. But it is. But it is. Yes. And it's, I mean, it's based on the book that was a huge hit and it was written by Anonymous really um that had a lot of details from inside the clinton campaign and so it became a big thing to find out who wrote it turned out it was joel klein from newsweek really uh yeah so that was a big thing for a while and then the idea of oh we're gonna make a movie out of this was like but this is so clearly like it does diverge from reality like in a couple of key spots mm-hmm. but it's still so clearly barely fictionalized bill clinton yeah and then we're going to make a movie while he's still the president. Yeah, he got he's re-elect- still the president. He got reelected two years ago. He's still the president. We're going to make a movie about that? Yeah, I know there was only one movie with the word silver in it that did sort of the same thing with George W. Bush, where Chris Cooper played like a dumb 
but hmm. affable George W. Bush type. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, yeah, this is really bizarre. Really bizarre it's to me. It's really bizarre, but so, everyone in it's really good. Totally. That's totally. The weird thing. Like um, Kathy Bates is fucking great in it. Billy Bob Thornton, more Tierney. Um, yeah, and and what I now that you mention, I guess I didn't know mm-hmm. that it was based on true events. So the end of the movie is they were doing some dirt digging on their political candidate and find mm-hmm. out that he's had a gay affair. And instead of right. leaking it to the public, they confront him with it and like, here, take this. We don't want it. But if we find out, somebody's probably going to find out. And that yeah. just seems so bizarre in 2018. Yeah. We're like. Really, you give your political opponent uh, his your ammunition? Fine, yep. I believe it. Yeah, but just who, bow who, out gracefully. So then, who 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 do you think that was? I don't know. It was Larry Hagman in the movie. I remember mm-hmm. that, and he's really good. He's got like only a couple scenes, and he's mm-hmm. great too. I mean, are they implying that it's sort of he's a Bob Dole kind of character? Bob Dole's not gay. Well, yeah, no, Bob Dole does not <laughs> do drugs and have gay sex. That we know of. Yeah. Bob Dole may have jerked off a man or two, which my arm doesn't work. Didn't feel anything. No emotions. <laughs> doesn't count. No sensation. Do a bad Bob Dole. Uh, um, yeah. Primary so, colors. Yeah. It is. I, I kind of want to rewatch it as just like, yeah. this is a time capsule, bitches. Totally. totally. Oh, um, my God. Hey, remember when politics didn't make you want to vomit out of your eyes every day? <laughs> uh, and the, the next movie... I think you really want to go to bat for. I love this next movie. Kevin Bacon, Matt Dillon, Nev Campbell, Denise Richards, and fucking Bill Murray. <laughs> Wild things. Two's company. Three's a crowd. That last shot in the trailer of just... It's a fight between Denise Richards and Nev Campbell that ends it ends with sensual touching. Like, man, I forgot they played that up from from the poster. They play up what I think at the time was like kind of one of the world's most famous threesome sequences. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, tell me tell me your opinions on Wild Things. Have you seen Wild Things? Totally. Wild Things? Okay. I I love a good trashy thriller, especially when there's double and triple crossing. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love. When characters you thought were one way are actually working with these other guys who are actually working with these other guys and then everyone double crosses each other and then like one guy just gets away scot-free and is like, I want everything. You know, I, I like your <laughs> your body heat type things. Anything with like double and triple crossing, I love it. And this was sold as so trashy and it embraces the trash mm. in such a great way. Like they know you're here. You, you you're here to see you want to see these teenage chicks making out get it and you want to see denise richard take her top off you get it maybe you want to see kevin bacon's giant dick yeah you get to you know you want everyone's just being all all it looks it looks like everyone's sweating all the time because it's florida and it's all sweaty and and sexy like and it's what these yeah teenage girls that was it uh denise richards Mm -hmm. says that teacher matt Dillon assaulted her but mm-hmm. it turns out they're actually like together and this Love is part it. of a scheme and they're also with nev campbell as part of this <laughs> other scheme and then bill murray is in there as a like an ambulance chaser mm-hmm. um, and it's just, there's it's so twisty and turny and sweaty and sleazy and i <laughs> love it yeah, yeah yeah it just i feel like it really embraces it i, I think i saw it i did i i didn't love it Mm-hmm. But, like, it is one of those movies that everyone seems to remember. If mm. you saw the movie, you definitely remember Wild Things. It has resonated for far longer than I ever thought it would. Because it, it's not like it, sh- it was... It got buried by primary colors yeah. uh, and everything else that was out in the Yeah, I think most people ended up seeing this when it hit, it hit video. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they didn't want to see it in the theater for private reasons. <laughs> I, I don't know. But... Yeah, I like at first I just thought it was like, oh, it's like about some Lolita type thing going on, and they're like playing it like, like Poison Ivy. Poison mm-hmm. Ivy was a movie that <clears throat> that had come out. Uh, Poison Ivy was a movie that had come out like not too long before I, that. I think it's a fucking franchise at this point. Yeah, with you know, it's but uh, an older guy getting seduced by this precocious, sexy teenager, and it's mm-hmm. like that's gross and weird. And I thought that's <laughs> what this was, and it turns out, no, 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 no. This is a film noir. This is this is sleazier. Yeah. But on purpose. Yeah, this is a this is a film noir that's intentionally sleazy and silly. And yeah, I really enjoy it. That's awesome. Moving into TV, uh, 1998, March 16th through the 22nd, uh, we have a notable debut mm-hmm. of a show that critics loved. I think they wanted to pair it with Frasier. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be Al Franken's uh, Late Line. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, critically hailed, mm-hmm. low rated. Uh, I think it got two two short seasons on NBC. But yes, former Senator Al Franken. Mm-hmm. Would, would it make you feel better if I say SNL alum Al Franken? 
it's hard to praise Al Franken now, but like he he kind of got me into politics through comedy. Like mm-hmm. it made me read Rush Limbaugh's A Big Fat Idiot, and I thought this is a really funny period for him. I love his books. I love his audiobook, Why Not Me, which is pretty much predicted the situation we're in now. <laughs> and uh, this is uh, it's him as a what a newscaster in Washington D.C. And it kind of got fucked around with by NBC. Yeah. Didn't didn't promote it very well. And this is even this promo for the show reads as unenthusiastic. Well, here it is, late line for the inside story on news that really matters. If I'm sitting here, okay, you've never seen news like this. <laughs> the incredible airbag episode, late line, NBC Tuesday. And that's that's the one clip well, you tend to here it is to find a lot. Well, here it is. It's come to this. We're promoting this show. Uh, yeah, Jesus Christ. What did Late Line ever do to you, voiceover guy? But that clip that goes around, because it's a, an airbag going off in Al Franken's face, but it's also clearly very real, and you can watch his... So if you don't like him, you can watch his body take a pretty jarring hit from a real airbag. Uh, so that was that was what you saw on TV a lot. Also, uh, March 18th, 1988, 1998, uh, the Drew Carey Show, The Sex Drug, mm-hmm. uh, an experimental sex drug, uh, ends up falling into Buzz Beer. Oh, no. Uh, but this is uh, Lewis and Oswald describing... How it works and where it came from. Buddy, what? Who did this to you? The lab monkeys at Drug Co. got out. And <laughs> tried to make me their girlfriend. <laughs> I suppose it wasn't that handsome monkey you're always going on about. They developed this new drug to help senior citizens regain their sex drive. <laughs> gave it to the monkeys. Next thing I know, Bobo's trying to bend me over a lab table. <laughs> he didn't actually... No, no, no. I managed to make myself look unattractive. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, some uh, light rape jokes there. But, wow, you know. but very timely in the news. Yeah. Because next week, Viagra is officially released. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or officially approved by Let's, the FDA, I should yeah, say. But it had been in the news It had been in the news a lot. That. Yeah, and that's so weird. Uh, where it sits now is finally going generic. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, we can get into the story next week, but it's a fascinating story. Yeah, yeah. Tune in next week, people. What a cool tease, dying. Thank you. Uh, March nineteenth, an episode of Seinfeld airs The Burning. Mm-hmm. It, in, in this episode, The Burning refers to uh, Kramer trying to fake that he has gonorrhea. Our eyes met across the crowded hat store. I, a customer, and. She a coquettish haberdasher. I pursued, and she withdrew, and she pursued, and I withdrew. And and so we danced, and I burned for her. Much like the burning during urination that I would experience soon afterwards. Gonorrhea! Gonorrhea! Uh, not enough good gonorrhea jokes on network television these days. Uh, also in sitcomery, let's take it back to uh, Boy Meets World, March 20th, the very, very uh, semi-serious episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Topanga has broken up with Corey. No. Uh, Wait, the, didn't we just do that? <laughs> well, this is the aftermath. So the boys decide to get drunk. Oh, no. The only problem is, is that Sean can't stop. Are you kidding me? I'm sorry. Do you want one? You get kicked out of class. You fight me all the way home. You puke on my shoes. And you still want another beer? Why don't you go home, Corey the Monitor? You know what? I I could have sworn we agreed to stop drinking. <laughs> yeah, well, I've been drinking all week and you haven't noticed a thing. You've been drinking all week? Yeah. See, I'm, I'm doing this for you. You worried about me? You stop thinking about Topanga. By the way, you know, she's getting out of school right about now. Why don't you go across the street from her and cry? <gasps> what? Sean. No. Sean. And of course, that I love TGIF version of drunk. Mm-hmm. Whereas he has no symptoms at all of being drunk. And it's yeah. it's from one beer. I I wonder if this complicated problem is maybe solved by the end of this episode. <laughs> Probably. But it can't solve the problems of TMNT, the next mutation. We talked okay. about that uh, last year, I believe. Saban's weird attempt to reboot the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as live action to try and recreate the movies for the small screen mm. but also adding a much a much loathed uh, female turtle <laughs> Venus de Milo uh, did, but it doesn't matter it didn't take it didn't take at all and it's officially cancelled the one season wonder that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and I it's I love I love that how much I love the turtles and that it, it stuck around that means it's good 
Turtles. Mm. The Turtles has potential, Diana. You got to get into it. No. Uh, okay. Well, how about Damon? <laughs> a new Fox sitcom start airing on March 22nd. Uh. This promo will tell you all about it. <gasps> The season premiere of Damon, starring Damon Wayans as an undercover cop with style. I'm here to talk business. It's a deal. I'll take her and the other two. They're under arrest. His humor is arresting. Now smile into the pimp king. Co-starring Andrea Martin as Damon's uh, male captain. I got a feminine side, you know. It's not as if I don't have the goods. Damon gets caught with his pants down on the season premiere of Damon. Uh, right after Cosby. As long oh as Andrea Martin is getting a paycheck, I support it. But that looked awful. I, I love Damon Wayans, and I had never heard of this. Never heard of this. No. Uh, but yeah, that wraps up television for 1998, March 16th to the 22nd. Games, we've got a game, baby. But not one I, either you or I can talk about for very long. Yeah. Real Bout, Fatal Fury 2. Very complicated. I don't know much about the Fatal Fury series. I don't this know what kind of game that is. Like the seventh game in the series, even though it has a two. Real Bout changed the buttons and the fight style to Fatal Fury. It is a subset. It's like the seventh Fatal Fury, but the second real bout Fatal Fury. Are we done? Can I, I go? I understand. Let me go. Let me just leave. Uh, because we can talk more about music. How about we go out with Murder for Money by Morphine from the Wild Thing soundtrack? Hang in there, people. We're heading into 2008. Mr. And Mrs. Internet and all the ships, it's Dean. It's time for Diana's Classic Corner. We look even further back in time this week to see if there's anything worth a watching. And for the work of March 15th through 22nd, no, not really. <laughs> it's tough. Uh, 50 years ago this week in 1968, we had uh, No Way to Treat a Lady and uh, Daring Game with Lloyd Bridges and the one and only original Family Band with Walter Brennan and Buddy Epson. Uh, no, not recommending those. <laughs> And then 75 years ago this week, um, nothing really to recommend out of 1943. Uh, After Midnight with Boston Blackie. Eh, Harrigan's Kid. Uh, no. I guess I'll recommend uh, the original DOA from 1949 uh, that we talked about in the 88 section. And um, just because it's 43 and the war is still raging, uh, I gotta throw in another one for Five Came Back, the documentary on Netflix about uh, the five filmmakers who and their, their work that they did during the war, whether it was going overseas, staying home and uh, making propaganda, like Frank Capra, you know, uh, going to like the Aleutians, like John Huston did, or George Stevens, who ended up going in uh, to liberate some of the concentration camps and that affected him the rest of his life. Uh, William Wyler is another one. He uh, got his hearing super messed up uh, going up in the P-15 Mustang, and it's just, it's a fascinating, fascinating documentary. Really good book that I really like, but you know, in a documentary you can actually see some of the footage they're talking about and see clips of the movies. So I total recommend uh, Five Came Back on Netflix. And that's it for this week. Stay classic. Well, come here, baby, and let daddy show you what it feel like. You know all you gotta do is tell me what you're sipping on. And I promise that I'm gonna keep it coming all night long. Coming in with A Love in This Club by Usher featuring Young Jeezy. It is number one this week, and I will only listen to that song through the Rockfire Explosion version. <laughs> that, that dude who was taking donations and having the Rockfire Explosion robots perform modern songs. That's one of my favorite videos on the internet. Uh, anyway, we also... Anyway, welcome to 2008, people. You made it. We're talking about You're the right. week of uh, March 16th through the 22nd. New releases in music. 11 by Brian Adams. Uh, Light from Above by Black Tide. Welcome to the Dollhouse by Dandy... 
Danity? Yeah. Danity Kane. Uh, Mail on Sunday by Flo Rida. Uh, after all, he does have the number one song for weeks. Uh, the Odd Couple by Gnarls Barkley. Goodbye Blues by The Hush Sound. Uh, she and Hymns, Volume 1. And Pretty uh, pretty Odd by uh, Panic at the Disco. Yep. I got yeah, all pretty those. Pretty busy week. Pretty busy week for music. I wonder why. Um, anyway, a little bit of news at the top. 2008, March 16th. No, March 17th. What's going on on St. Patty's Day? New York government... Uh, sorry. New York Governor Elliot Spitzer, uh, he resigns because of a massive call girl scandal. Really? Yeah. People resign over a... I know, sexual right? Oh, hmm. I know when people maybe have sex with people they're not supposed to <laughs> and then give them money. What a difference 10 years makes. It turns out maybe you're not supposed to do that. And uh, I was so mad about this because Why? Elliot Spitzer's one of those people, it's like he was... Oh, that's right. Being, he was super fucking tough as a u.s attorney mm-hmm. going after you know wall street shit and he was being pretty i thought he was doing a pretty good job as governor you know who's kind of guy that was like you know he's a democrat with some balls mm-hmm. and he was putting him in the wrong place <laughs> well said diana uh, um anyway uh, every fucking time there's somebody i like they do something stupid i don't have the heart to tell you about anthony weiner i know uh, it's another one yet. hasn't That's happened yet another one is like oh god damn it you were so cool what's wrong with you but let's let's just calm down we'll talk about the movies of 2008 march uh-huh. 16th to the 22nd that'll put a smile back in your face because diana horton here who's, who's, who's number one okay. yup everyone say yup and there's there's a bunch of stuff you probably didn't see nope so i know i didn't i did not see shutter starring joshua Dax- jackson and rachel Ty- tyler Rachel Taylor. Yeah. Um, the no. re- the American remake of a Thai film, Thai horror film. Oh, okay. About uh, oh my, why am I losing this word? Um, about ghostly phenomenon, uh, okay. captured by light with cameras. Okay. I believe they, uh, while traveling somewhere, Joshua and Rachel run over a girl, but find no evidence of a body and assume she has gotten away okay until. Mm-hmm. Things start happening around them, and they start capturing things, seeing things in photos. Once they start analyzing them very closely, very, 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 very creepy. Uh, I'm assuming I have not seen the movie, nor have I seen uh, the powerhouse that is Meet the Browns. Tyler Perry, Angela Bassett, and Jennifer Lewis. Gotta eat his oatmeal. We've been here before, and don't we always make it? We're gonna be all right, ma. When she had nowhere left to turn. This is my daddy, dad. She turned to a family she never knew she had. I'm Leroy Brown. My friends call me Leroy Brown. You can just call me Leroy Brown. Yeah, yeah, how you know? So yeah, I, again, we we are sadly like have no knowledge of the Tyler Perry. There's so much of it. There's though. so dude. This is the movie based on the play mm-hmm. that would eventually become the TV show. Jeez. So Meet the Browns has hit almost all the mediums at this point. Uh, and I think with largely the same cast throughout. Hmm. Uh, but yes, it was. It also eventually became a TBS sitcom, I believe. Yeah. Tyler Perry's Meet the Browns. Um, but a movie I also didn't see because I did not want to. <laughs> Owen Wilson's Drillbit Taylor. Look no further. I'm Drillbit Taylor. As a bodyguard, I've protected three vice presidents, Bobby Brown and Sylvester Stallone. Not quite as tough as he looks. Who do you guys need protection from? Just a high school bully. So, Owen Wilson is hired to be the bodyguard of three little nerds in uh, high school. What is notable about this film, uh, this is, remember, 10 years ago, uh, this is technically the last script ever written by John Hughes. Oh. Uh, still alive at this point, but mm-hmm. did ask that his name be removed, so you will see an Edmund Dante's credit uh, <laughs> in there. Right around uh, Seth the, Rogen. He's the Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah. Really, John Hughes was yeah. imprisoned for something he that's, didn't do. <laughs> that's really. I mean, that's how he feels about Beethoven. Check the credits. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but last, but Judd Apatow was either attached and like it didn't move, and somehow he Judd Apatow blew up around this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he put Seth Rogen on the, the rewrite of the screenplay. So weird. You have a movie written by John Hughes and Seth Rogen and Drill Bed Taylor, produced by Judd Apatow. Directed by Stephen Brill, and that's all the information I have on Drill Bit Taylor. I apologize, people. We have uh, we have some real light television stuff uh, as well. On March sixteenth, two thousand eight, uh, we have the premiere of HBO's seven part series, John Adams. Softly, I will not voluntarily put on the chains of France while I am struggling to throw off those of Great Britain. Those goddamn motherfuckers <laughs> in England. Goddamn motherfuckers. <laughs> So we're gonna start a country. God damn it! I I watch this and I don't. I definitely don't hate it. Mm-hmm. But I, it's one of those things I'll never watch again. Really, really long, not terribly exciting, but is a 
frank look at I think the first fifty years of America. Yeah, through the lens of John interesting, Adams. Interesting. Yeah. Not so much exciting. Yeah. You know, it's a kind of I, it is the sort of thing I feel like watching it and trying to pick out which episode is the one that they show in history class for the kids <laughs> because they don't feel like teaching today. And this makes history come alive for the children. Thanks, Tom Hanks. <laughs> Who got an Emmy for his trouble? Yeah. Uh, as did everybody else. <laughs> uh, I think it still holds the record of the most Emmys ever won for a miniseries. Wow. Thirteen. Wow. Thirteen. Uh, I mean, it does have like the costumes are great and mm-hmm. the cinematography is great and all the actors are really good. Paul Giamatti won for his role as yeah, uh, John Adams. Laura Linney won for her role as Abigail Adams. She was awesome. Uh, oh my God, what's his name? I had it. Tom uh, Wilkinson. Tom Wilkinson, who yeah. at this point was required to be in every original HBO production. <laughs> Also won an Emmy. Tom Hanks got an Emmy. I don't know if David Morse got an Emmy for being uh, George Washington, but I really, I don't know. For some reason, that's like my favorite on-screen George Washington. Oh, yeah, he was good. Yeah. yeah I forgot about that. Yeah, super stoic. It's like, it's just like in Hamilton. When he pops up, you get excited for some reason. <laughs> I know who that is! Uh, <laughs> it's the guy from The Money! Yeah, but uh, I, yeah, I, I totally forgot about this, but this is like kind of at the end of what felt like a phenomenon that everybody was watching and talking about. I don't hmm. know, because following Band of Brothers into John Adams, just like people my age were loving it and all watching yeah. it at the same time. Uh, but that's it. That is sort of it for notable TV releases, other than the History Channel gets rid of the and channel from its name to just become Ooh. history. And as we all know, it didn't work at all. Nobody calls that thing history. Everyone always said it's one of those few things where everybody has adopted the long form. Yep. It is always going to be called the History Channel. It not even History Channel, the History Channel. Should it be yep. an History Channel? Mm, <laughs> well, there are multiple channels that look at history, I suppose. So it could be I, an History Channel. I love talking about the the phenomenon of channel drift. That in a world <gasps> there's where so much, there's so much not history on there, everybody everybody wants to just score the highest ratings with the biggest show. And like the the cliche joke of the History Channel being the Hitler Channel is so <laughs> long gone. Not only is it. it I th- I'm, th- I'm pretty sure they're past the ancient alien cycle, but I'll never forget what my fa- I saw one of my favorite movies and watched it on the History Channel, hmm. Planet of the Apes. On that, the History that Channel? That it is a history that um, hasn't happened yet. I just spoiled Planet of the Apes. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry, everyone. But uh, yeah, the History Channel tries to rebrand. No go. No go, says everyone. But we do have games for 2008, March 16th through the 22nd. On March 18th, Everybody Loves Golf 5. Pro Evolution Soccer, uh, 2008. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, Vegas 2. Jesus Christ, that's a lot of colons. This is the <laughs> Vegas series from the Tom Clancy Rainbow Six series, and it gets a sequel. I do not believe it is ever followed up upon, but Rainbow Six Vegas was a surprise hit, and I, I'm pretty sure people dug this follow-up. And a game I find really charming that I think you should pick up if you see it, if you're a Sega fan, because mm. you can get it for a song, Sega Superstars Tennis. And okay. this is... It's one of those weird things. If you're a Sega fan, you've had a tough go of it for a little while. <laughs> they kind of focus on Sonic games, and they're giving you some Yakuza, but the, this is the kind of the last time, other than the kart racing game, where they really celebrate their legacy. You don't have new Jet Set Radio games or Monkey Ball games or mm-hmm. what's the other one? Knights. I love Knights, so, but this mm-hmm. is, it's, a, it's a decent tennis game with really awesome Sega fanboy servers for characters and properties who aren't likely to ever receive a new game. But here's an HD version where you can see them all together. Some nice music. If you've been a longtime Sega fan, I, I do kind of recommend it if you're, if you're a huge Sega fan only. March 19th, SimCity DS2, uh, the portable version of Max's The SimCity. And March 20th, Pokemon Ranger Shadows of uh, Almia. Don't know nothing about it. And that will do it for 302010, people. We want to hear your comments. Let us know what you were doing during this period at 302010.net or lasertimepodcast.com. Please leave a comment. We love to read them. I have a feeling we're going to get some comments about, like, I stayed up so late and I turned the sound down so low so I could watch Wild Things when it was on HBO so my parents wouldn't know. Man, just trying to go back to that point where, like, Oh, this movie has guaranteed nudity, and it's 10 o'clock. Let's do this, boys. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, let us know. I would love to know how, like, what scene you masturbated to in Wild Things. Um, I would absolutely love that. And you can support us at patreon.com slash lasertime. We have a ton of movie commentaries there. We do a weekly bonus show just for the people who support us. For the price of a cup of coffee, you can help us keep making shows, and we truly, truly appreciate it. Diana, what you got going on? Eh, same old, same old. Talking movies and stuff uh, occasionally on uh the, on the Twitter at Le Cine Nerd, L-E-C-I-N-E-N-E-R-D. 
Wow, that was good. Uh, yeah. But Diana, we got to move into deaths. Deaths and births. Deaths. 2008, we had two shitty days worth of death. <laughs> In just two days, we lost Anthony Minghella, who's only 54, How director of English Patient. Oh, okay. Bunch of other stuff that's all quite good. We lost, we lost Paul Schofield, who is 86. Mm-hmm. He's a brilliant actor from Man of All Seasons and Quiz Show. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably recognize me some. And then we lost the godfather of science fiction, Arthur C. Clarke. He C. was Clark. 90. So writer of 2001? Yep. The book? Yep. Yeah. Basically came up with the idea for a GPS and the internet. R.I.P. But Diana, where there's death, there is rebirth. And when there there's is. rebirth, there is... Oh, birthday! Like last week, because we're a two-man show, I'm not going to do a quiz. Because, uh, well, tough. But let's let's do some birthday shout-outs. Um, turning 51 on uh, the same day, of March 21st, Matthew Broderick and Rosie O'Donnell. Birthday buddies, wow. both born the same day, 1962. They are turning 51. I cannot imagine them hanging out or occupying the same space for some reason. Why yeah. am I having such a hard time with this? Uh, also, turning 60 on March 21st, mm-hmm. Academy Award winner, Gary Oldman. Oh, hello. And big 96th birthday shout out to Carl Reiner. He will be turning Holy shit. 96 on March 20th. Still with Born us. Born 1922. Still with us. Why do still, I say that shit on Mike when this is posting later? Still sharp. I mean, <laughs> knock on wood. Man, he like tweets all day. And oh, man. That's awesome. He's I saw him guest star in something recently. Yeah. Oh, no. That yeah. was an old episode of Parks and Rec. But oh. see, still, it's a couple years ago. Yeah. It's a couple years still ago. Going. Still anyway, going. that has been 302010. People you can find out more at 302010.net, lasertimepodcast.com. Thank you for everything. Support us at patreon.com slash lasertime. And we will close out with Bad Girl by Danity Kane featuring Missy Elliott. No.